Taiwan has reported another 267 local COVID cases, marking the fifth day in which the number of domestic cases has been in the triple digits. Following raising COVID alert to level three for the greater Taipei area last Saturday, the Central Epidemic Command Center has determined that level three would now apply for the rest of the country. Let's hear from the health minister. Today, we added 267 more local COVID cases. 127 were men and 140 were women. The ages of the infected range from 5 years of age to more than 80. The onset of symptoms and the COVID testing happened between April 30th and May 18th. Broken down by residents, 129 were reported in New Taipei, among which 26 were in Zhonghe District. The second highest number of cases was 70 in Taipei, with Wanghua District registering 31 infections. There were 28 cases in Zhanghua, 16 in Taoyuan, 8 in Kaohsiung, 5 in Taichung, 4 in Jilong, 3 in Yilan, and 2 each in Tainan and Xinzhu City. Tainan had previously not reported any cases linked to the latest COVID wave. Overall, the infection numbers are holding steady, but the number of cities and counties affected is increasing. So at this point, we must impose a consistent standard across the nation. We must march in step to fight the disease. Starting today, the alert level will be raised to level 3 nationwide. From tomorrow, every morning, we will convene a meeting with local authorities at the deputy mayor or deputy commissioner level and above on the issue of national epidemic prevention. These meetings will have three main functions, integrating epidemic prevention resources, monitoring implementation progress and dispelling disinformation. The Level 3 COVID alert imposes nine public health rules. These include mandatory mask wearing in public and avoiding unnecessary movement. There's also a ban on social gatherings of more than five people indoors and ten outdoors. Also on Wednesday, CECC head Chen Shizhong said that COVID test centers should not be used by people at low risk of catching COVID. He said people who have no symptoms, no contact history with COVID cases, and no recent activity in high-risk areas should not use the test sites. Meanwhile, National Taiwan University Hospital has launched mass COVID testing on thousands of staff members after 10 employees tested positive for the disease. The hospital says 10 positive cases were all non-medical staff who had no contact with hospital patients. As a precaution, the hospital has stopped admitting new patients and performing non-essential operations. It's lunchtime and medical staff are out to pick up their meal delivery. Members of the public walk in and out. It looks like a perfectly ordinary day. But inside NTU Hospital, some staff have tested positive for COVID. On May 18th, yesterday morning, a colleague from the Engineering and Maintenance Office, who is in charge of repairs and is not medical staff, was found to have developed a fever. He was administered a test and it came back positive. After hearing of the situation, we immediately gathered his colleagues in the office and his close contacts to screen them for COVID. Unfortunately, of the 36 contacts, 10 were positive for the disease. NTU Hospital held an online press conference chaired by its vice superintendent. He addressed concerns on whether the recent infections had originated in the hospital. Basically, most of them were in the same office area, so we believe the 10 people infected one another. 
Clinically speaking, this doesn't constitute a hospital-acquired infection, which involves inpatients. Only when there are infected inpatients can we say it's a hospital-acquired infection. The vice superintendent stressed that the cluster infection had not originated from within the hospital. He said that there had been no contact between the infected staff and hospital patients. NTU Hospital has since launched a thorough disinfection of its premises, while tests are being administered to staff. The hospital says it hopes to have everyone tested within 48 hours. There are around 8,000 employees at NTU Hospital, some of whom work under a three-shift scheme. We will administer around 6,000 or 7,000 tests. We'll be fast in testing everyone. They're the picture of calm even in an outbreak. NTU Hospital will stop performing non-urgent operations and admitting new inpatients. It's also scaling back its outpatient services. COVID patients with mild symptoms will be sent to other hospitals for treatment to prevent any further infections in the hospital. Another shipment of AstraZeneca vaccines has arrived. An EVI air flight arrived from Amsterdam around 3.30 p.m. Wednesday, carrying some 410,000 COVID vaccine doses. Now, this is Taiwan's second batch of vaccines bought through the COVAX Global Initiative. They're due to expire on August 31st, and they'll be ready to use after a seven-day inspection. The Central Epidemic Command Center says the new shots will be carefully distributed to ensure supplies for frontline workers. The CECC suspended the self-paid vaccine program last Saturday, and so it's no longer possible for non-priority groups to receive a vaccine. As Taiwan's first semi-lockdown bites, doctors across the greater Taipei region are stepping up to do their bit. Demand for rapid COVID tests has surged and doctors are signing up in the hundreds to contribute. Local clinics are also preparing to administer millions of vaccinations and building capacity to support self-isolators and manage quarantines. Let's take a look. A drone flies over Wanhua, where roads are empty of both pedestrians and cars. There is no business for stores and iron doors are tight shut, up and down the street. Nearby, the normally bustling Banqiao station is eerily quiet too. The only sign of life are cars at the taxi rank, with no passengers in sight. These normally busy urban districts are the center of the pandemic in Taiwan. The only place where crowds gather now is at the COVID testing station. This queue was in New Taipei, where a test center welcomed 200 individuals before 8 a.m. Anxiety about COVID is high. I'm scared. I'm anxious because I have to go to work. So I have to protect myself. Wearing a mask is important because I've seen lots of people not wearing one, actually. There was another line stretching hundreds of meters outside Taipei City Hospital's Zhongxing branch. Demand for rapid COVID tests has exploded in both Taipei and New Taipei in recent days. A coalition of ear, nose and throat doctors has called on its members to report to test centers and help out. In just a few hours, 320 ear, nose and throat specialists came to help out, all doctors at small local clinics. Ear, nose and throat doctors are experts on respiratory diseases, and now they're coming in droves to help make rapid testing more effective, despite the risks involved. Doctors in local clinics are gearing up to administer rapid tests and vaccinations, and they expect more work managing quarantine centers and self-isolators and sending quarantined individuals treatment information. As the pandemic worsens, grassroots doctors have bravely stepped up. 
We have so much passion, and we're determined to all work together in our nation's hour of need. A survey of our ear, nose and throat doctors showed that 94% are willing to step up actively with a vehement passion. We're all in this together, united in stopping this disease. Thousands of doctors are putting their own safety on the line to help stop the virus spreading. The next week is crucial in preventing the outbreak from gaining a foothold. With the drought dragging on, the central government has announced tighter water rationing starting Friday. In Taoyuan and New Taipei's Linko district, the drought alert will be raised from yellow to orange. This means that for the first time, large-scale water users, including industrial users, will be asked to reduce consumption. In Tainan and Kaohsiung, industrial users will have to cut water use by 13 percent instead of 11 percent. Even tighter rationing could come on June 1st. Taiwan's Water Authority says that if drought conditions persist through the end of May, Miaoli, Taichung and northern Zhanghua will lose their water for an additional eight hours every week. These three areas are already under the most draconian measures so far, losing their water supply two days a week on a rational basis. Officials say Xinjiu could be the next to join the rotation, although if that happens, Xinjiu Science Park would be exempt from the supply cut. And over to the markets. Change could be coming to Largan Precision's cash dividend policy. Currently, the smartphone lens supplier pays the dividend once a year, but it wants to switch to a twice-a-year format. The change will be submitted to shareholders for a vote on June 10th, according to a company announcement. Analysts say Largan is restructuring its cash dividends to attract more long-term investors. Shares of Largan moved higher a day after the announcement. Largan gained 0.86% to close at 2,890 NT, reclaiming the title of Taiwan's most expensive stock from Synergy Corporation. As for the broader market, the TIEX went on a roller coaster ride on Tuesday. After getting some choppy price action throughout the day, the index ended just about where it started, down 0.08% at 16,132 points. With the pandemic raging, providing contact information at the door has become standard protocol nearly everywhere you go. To make the process faster and simpler, the Executive Yuan has launched a registration system that works via text message. All it takes is a quick scan of your cell phone. Let's see how it works. As local infections pile up, almost all venues are requiring patrons to register their name and phone number upon entering. To simplify the process, the Executive Yuan has launched a registration system that works via text message. Simply scan the QR code assigned to the store and click on the link that appears. That will pull up your phone's texting client, loading it with a message that you can send straight to the 1922 hotline to leave a record of your visit. If you can't scan the QR code, you can still use the new system. Just go to your phone's texting app, enter the recipient's number as 1922, and then type in the store code as the message. As long as you have a phone and you have an internet connection, you can use the text message-based registration system. Neither the shop nor the customer will be charged for the text. If your phone displays a message telling you that the text may incur charges, just tap OK. 
The tax won't cost you anything. The government says the system keeps personal data safe and will not charge texting fees. Businesses can register for a code through the government's mask rationing website. Open up the web page, fill in an application form, and you'll be able to download a unique QR code for your business that customers can scan. The Taiwan High Speed Rail's 12 stations, which is the whole line, are all registered and started using the system at midday. The Taiwan Railways Administration has 239 stations. Four key stations, Taipei, Taichung, Kaohsiung and Hualien, got the system up and running by midday today. At the remaining 235 stations, the system will be completely installed by 8 a.m. tomorrow. We accomplished this in just three days, launching this tool. If everyone can make good use of it, I believe we'll be able to prevail against the epidemic. In a partnership with private developers, the government created the system in just three days. Officials say the real name registration system will be key to Taiwan's fight against the epidemic. The Ministry of Health and Welfare is fast-tracking a Chinese medicine herbal formula that may help treat COVID-19. Many doctors of traditional Chinese medicine have developed formulas to treat the disease. One particular pill has proven results and is already sold abroad. Now, Taiwan has a strict system when it comes to approving new drugs, but doctors say it may be available soon. Ten kinds of Chinese medicinal ingredients are laid out. A doctor explains their uses. No cures are proven for COVID, but these ingredients form a Chinese medical formula called NRICM-101, shown to be an effective therapy. NRICM-101 contains several ingredients that clear internal heat and relieve fever. Basically, it can be used to treat respiratory diseases with minor symptoms. The main active ingredients include fish mint and indigo woad root. The new formula, developed at the National Research Institute of Chinese Medicine, also contains other common anti-inflammatory herbs such as Chinese gullcap. Gypsum and capillary wormwood are said to harmonize the immune system, while mulberry leaves, siler, and Japanese catnip support the lungs' bronchioles. At the stage when the virus enters and infects the body, our innate immune system creates the body's resistance. When our killer T-cells are strong, Chinese medicine has a very pronounced effect on helping to strengthen this protection. The formula has already gained permits to be sold in Europe and America. Taiwan's tests for new drugs are very stringent, and it's not approved here yet. With COVID escalating, the Ministry of Health and Welfare convened to discuss an emergency fast-track of the process. Two producers have applied for temporary permits to make the formula. There are clinical cases where the formula has been shown to reduce pulmonary infiltrates and to reduce the length of time spent in hospital. We observe the cause of treatment, so it can be of some help and that's why the response was so good. Many Chinese medicine doctors are responding to COVID. There are formulas for minor, moderate and severe symptoms, as well as for post-COVID recovery. But NRICM 101 requires a prescription and cannot be sold online or by a pharmacist. There are lots of fake medicines on the market with no demonstrable effects. Doctors warn to only go to reputable sources for your medicine.